This is Trey. And this is ATL. And we're from Happy Hour with Trey and ATL. And one thing we've always talked about in our podcast episodes has been the importance of finding therapy for the care of your mental health. We are so excited to announce our partnership with Wisdo, the app, the easiest and most convenient way to receive therapy and support. You're able to join a community of other app users, coaches, helpers, mentors, and guides, as well as booking private chat sessions or even a live session with a support coach. Click the link in the show notes or go to our Instagram page at TrainATL and click the link in the bio where you'll see the purple W to download the Wizdo app. Hey everyone, want to know the most quickest, convenient, and cost-efficient way to get help on completing projects? Fiverr. Get connected to hundreds of creators to help you out with tasks such as making logos and brand product packaging to t-shirt designs and virtual assistant gigs. Click the link in the show notes or visit our Instagram page at TrainATL and click the link in the bio. Welcome to Happy Hour with Trey and ATL. Grab a glass of your favorite drink and join us as we discuss everything from marriage and parenting to sex and money. Welcome to Happy Hour with Trey and ATL. This is Trey. This is ATL. And we hope that y'all had a great week so far. We missed y'all. <laughs> I was saying that before I hit the record button. I said, oh, I just, I miss talking to everybody. So we hope that y'all had a great week. We hope that if it hasn't been great, that it does get better. Um, and just hoping for good vibes to be sent your way. Right, babe? Yep. Yeah. But tonight, we are actually sipping on something that your coworker recommended. Yep. Um, truly Lemonade. Yep. And it's it's pretty good. Yeah. The lemonade one is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. It's a, a seltzer. A hard seltzer, so. As opposed to a soft seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's called Truly, T-R-U-L-Y, um, a lemonade. The lemonade flavor is what we have, so. Anyway, let's go over the um, the usuals. Make sure that if you want to, e- if you need to email us, you can email us at contact us at trainatl.com. Website is trainatl.com, and our social media handles uh, or handle is at, at trainatl. That's Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. Yep. All right. Um, also, I did want to let y'all know. Um, your girl is going to be a keynote speaker for the PodFest Masterclass Virtual Summit. It's going to be the last week of this month. If you want to get, so it's basically PodFest is a summit or a virtual summit of all the podcasters, you know, just podcasters and you're just learning um, from different categories. People are speakers and they just um, teach different things about um anything from like growing your following to um, how to make money off of your podcast. Just it's like a I always say it's similar to like Comic-Con 
but <laughs> for podcasters. It, yeah, for podcasters and you're learning tips and tricks and hacks and all that stuff. So they had they um allowed for some beginners to get on there, like new podcasters and things like that, and they sent me a letter saying that they wanted me to come on there. So I was so excited when I saw it. I couldn't believe it. I really didn't think that, you know, it was something that I could even obtain at this point, but um, I will be speaking. Um, I'll be one of the keynote speakers there. So if you want to get a ticket, you can actually go to, uh, well, go to our Instagram page at Train ATL. Link is in the bio. You'll see the tab there that says to get your ticket for PodFest. Um, you can purchase your ticket there and that way you can join all the fun. Um, what else? Anything else happened this week? It's been a long week. I feel like it. Yeah. It has. <laughs> oh, our book. Yep. We launched our book, our new book. It is called Where Do We Start? It's a helpful guide to IVF, IUI, and other assisted reproductive technology options. You can access that on Amazon.com. You can also get to it through our Instagram page. Link is in the bio. But um, yes, we launched our book. Yay! So we are, we are authors. Yay. Yes, definitely go ahead. It's got a lot of... Um, answers to questions, common questions that a lot of people ask when it comes to where where to start, where to go, donor information. Well, not donor information, but um, like where to find, where to find donors. Um, and um, it has just things, uh, the type of information that you want to have ready and available so that you want to gather up um, before you go on your appointments, your first appointment. Uh, just all kind of information in there, costs, how much things cost, uh, different type of procedures, different type of medications, stuff like that. So go ahead and grab a book and it is um, on Amazon. Um, I did want to do a few shout outs also real quick and then we can dive into what we're talking about. But um, first one is a podcast. It's at Unpacked the Podcast. I really like them. I didn't realize how much of a diverse uh, amount of ep- episodes they have that were really um, the one they've got. They posted one and it was about um, imposter syndrome. And I was just like, wow, like they are really informative. This is this is really good. So I wanted to shout them out. Um, the other ones that are always so supportive is at Two Studs in the Pod. So you want to check them out and then at Les Have Cocktails. And then um, there is one last one at Infamous One. That's I-N-F-A-M-O-U-S underscore W-O-N. So I'm actually going to put all of these um, handles in the show notes so you can check them out. But um, Infamous One is up for hottest online personality in Atlanta. So you want want to go ahead and um, check out her um, page so that you can go vote all right so as you can see in the title (laughs) this is our episode 33 the covert narcissist in relationships so let's first dive into what a narcissist is before atl starts snoring someone who has a narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder i'm all stuttering (laughs) but 
does not display the grandiose sense. So this is what a, a covert narcissist is. Um, they have the narcissistic personality, but they don't have, it's not loud um, as far. So everybody can spot the narcissist in the room. Okay, we can, we'll just talk about that. Um, the narcissist usually has this grandiose sense of self-importance um, and they live in a fantasy world that supports their delusions or their grandeur. So this also requires a medical diagnosis, but they tend to be loud. They tend to want the attention. They want to be admired. They need constant praise. They have a sense of entitlement. They tend to exploit others without guilt or shame. Um, they frequently demean or intimidate bully or belittle others. So that's a narcissist. You know, there's just, you can always, you can typically tend to spot out the narcissist. And most people can think of at least one person they've been around that had all of those characteristics. Right, right. But what people tend to miss is the covert narcissist. So the covert narcissist is the one that, think of it like this. If you are listening to a song you know, on the radio in your car and you have it on blast, that's the narcissist. The covert narcissist is you putting the volume really low. It's the same song, the same bullshit song, but <laughs> it's on the volume is low. So that's all that is. They are, um, they tend to come off as uh, shy or modest. And let's see here. Yeah, they it just, they, they tend to mask. They have a, they're able to mask their true self. Um, and they tend to, you can't, you can't really spot them out because they are in, they're mixed in, you know, you wouldn't, they're not pretty much they're not loud like a narcissist. Um, they come across as more passive and reserved. They can come across as shy and they've actually, they're actually prone to uh, bouts of depression. So that's something about uh, covert narcissists is that they tend to have bouts of depression. You may not always know it, but because of their narcissistic ways, you may know that they have depression. They tend to lead with things like, uh, I've got depression, I've got um, anxiety, um, because one thing about a narcissist is they like to play the victim. So they always want to play the victim. They always want to try and establish a relationship around being victimized or around um, some kind of health-related issue that they have. That sets them aside yes. as unique from other people. Yes, because they want that attention. They want that type of attention as if they are the victim. Um, and it's basically a control tactic that they do. So they'll come off as super helpful in the beginning. They'll lure you in with things that they know you'll like to appear as if they're this incredible person, but just really want to use you. They need an endless amount of what they call narcissistic, narcissistic supply, which is anything that feeds their ego. So, you know, you've got somebody who constantly needs friends, constantly needs people around them, constantly needs just this... Um, this feedback from outside people. It's something that they are constantly feeding off of. Um, and it, it, anything that feeds their ego, basically. Once they're attached, they start sucking that supply dry. 
they suck that out of you <laughs> and you just become drained and you don't even realize what's happening now with a narcissist it's like oh my god i'm getting sick of that you know you can you can tell you know but with a covert narcissist it's very subtle you don't know you don't realize that that's what's happening yeah you just know you don't like being around yeah they start with being passive aggressive once they've got you they'll start to you'll start to notice little things happening that you know deep down in your gut isn't right. So um, they're subtle about that and you aren't sure about what's happening. So you'll start asking yourself things like, am I crazy? You know, uh, the rest of the world sees this person as being nice and sweet, uh, but, you kn- but you know something is not right, okay? Uh, they're doing things either directly to you or behind your back, but are very, very good at disguising it in a way that if you told someone about it, that person would say, oh, that doesn't seem so bad. Or are you sure you're talking about this person? They're, they're really nice, you know. So to the rest of the world, the covert narcissist is this upstanding citizen, this sweet person. And to you, they are complete, you know. Yeah, it's like, I can see you be like, that, that's a devilish person. We watched a movie where this teenage boy, um, and he was like a narcissist. Remember? I can't remember oh, the title, yeah. but he was doing everything you just described. And like his teacher was the one that he was victimizing. So he was like, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That movie was crazy. Yeah. He was adopted, but, and he like had a good life, but it's like his parents like supported him when he was wrong, when he was doing bad stuff, you know, but it, he always had explanation and nobody would believe that he would he was the one responsible for doing something messed up yeah <clears throat> and the teacher kept saying no 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 he did this he did this and she even got fired didn't she yeah yeah because of the stuff he was doing and he'll just like be smirking yeah that's actually good I'm like, we don't have to look that movie back because that movie was crazy mm-hmm. um but they do like to play the victim um or they'll play some kind of you know they'll they'll play very sickly or like they have health issues a whole lot of health or they'll exaggerate health issues um, because they need that constant center of attention they'll use you know if they have actual health issues they'll use it as a crutch Um, they'll always put that in the forefront you know I've got this going on I've got that you know uh, because they need that constant center of attention that constant um, just you feel feeling guilty you know, if you, yeah. And so remember that they do tend to lead with their sad stories, you know, like things like being bullied 20 years ago or something like that, or having all kinds of anxiety. And it's just a tactic to lure somebody in. The sympathy. Yeah, the, the, exactly, the sympathy. So they so. can control you. Yeah. So they have no sense of empathy and will apologize just to apologize at the surface level. So they really don't care. They just don't feel for anyone um, but themselves. Uh, But you'd never know that just through the little things here and there. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that you can do? There are six things that you can try to do. (laughs) Uh, The first one is to don't react. Um, And, you know, this is, again, this is with any type of relationship, you know, whether it is um, coworkers, family, friends, but your, or your spouse, any type of relationship that you're in. But the first thing that you want to do is you want to try not to react. Just don't react because that's actually what they're trying to do. They constantly try to get a rise out of you. Um, 
if you know they are trying to get under your skin or trying to manipulate you or trying to get a rise out of you, just say good for you or that's great. But ultimately, you just don't want to try not to react. Don't engage. Right. Hopefully, um, this isn't somebody you married to or romantic with because that's like... That would suck. And the thing about it is that, think about this, you know, the covert narcissist, they're able to mask what they truly feel. You know, they're able to mask those narcissistic traits. If they can mask it with coworkers, with family members, with friends, what makes you think they're not going to mask it with somebody that they're dating all the way up to marriage? That's why you have people that get into marriages, um... And years later, they're like, they weren't like this before. You know, I don't understand what, you know, and some people will say, well, you should have known, you know, you should have known this before. Well, that's, that's the trick of the, nar- the covert narcissist. They can hide it. I don't know, but it just stands for me. The question is what type of person would a covert narcissist want to marry? And it's probably somebody they can control. Controls. And it's usually empaths. Yeah. So they tend to attract or draw closer to they have the same traits of as a overt um, overt narcissist and they tend to attract people that are empaths and um but they're just not as loud as as a uh, overt narcissist so the second thing you want to do is to call them out when the timing is right so not in a way where you're bothered but in a way where they'll know that you notice it so, for example, if you are, um, you know, in a gathering or something like that and they say something like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, remember when we talked about it like yesterday and you told me that you were okay with it and, you know, damn, well, y'all didn't talk about it. Like, you're just like, instead of just holding on to it, it's, no, I don't think that was me, you know, or was that me or no, I don't remember having that conversation, you know, call them out on it at that time. You don't want to make it seem like you're bothered by it, having an attitude, but just letting them know, look, that's not true. That's not a true statement. Um, now it can be kind of hard when it's your spouse because you don't want to call them out in front of other people. You want to try and pull them aside. You can always wait, but you can call, you can wait until you get home. You can wait until you're in the car or something and say, you know, remember when you were saying how, um, you know, we had this conversation last night and, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. I don't remember this conversation. I don't remember you saying that, Mm -hmm. you know, and really the conversation can go one of two ways. Either they'll say, oh yeah, I just lied because, you know, whatever. Or they'll say, yeah, you remember we had the conversation. That Now this becomes, it, this is where it turns, starts to turn into gaslighting. Yeah. So you kind of have to, you know, it builds upon each other and you have to be aware of the traits and the characteristics of a narcissist. But yes, so it can be, there's, there's more levels to it, which is why we always try to say get therapy, (laughs) especially when it's couples, because they can be able to, a licensed therapist can help you sort those things out. Um, You're already married. You want the marriage to work. So now we've got to figure out why the hell are we acting like this? Okay. But when it's like family or friends, you want to try and, you know, go ahead and call them out, whatever. And a narcissist's worst nightmare is somebody that they cannot manipulate. Yep. Okay, so they, when they try to manipulate, they try to, you know, 
get you to, to, to do the things or be in the box that they want to put you in and they can't do it. Oh, that's, they, they hate that shit. Yeah, and you don't want to really interact with someone with those toxic traits when you're looking or out here, you know, dealing with people on a friendship level because it's something that can just, it strains the relationship from my experience when you have that one person that constantly needs everything to be about them and um, it just becomes a burden on everybody else that's interacting with them. So number three is don't show emotion. Don't let them know that they're getting to you. They want to manipulate your emotions. Um, If they notice any of it is working, they're going to keep doing more. So no emotion is a subtle way of shutting down the behavior. I have a problem with this because I'm an emotional person. And anybody that knows me knows I'm a crybaby. Like I'll cry and I am because I tend to put myself in the shoes of other people, you know. But at that point you're an empath, which is precisely what someone that's narcissistic um, feeds off of. Yep. And that's, that's the problem. And so, you know, you have to recognize those signs. Um, But yeah, it can, I have to... I'm, I'm an emotional person. I try to be a little less <laughs> like that. But if I care about you, you know, I'm going to be emotional. Um, if I'm not emotional with you at all, I don't give a shit anymore. I didn't, I didn't left the, the party. So, all right. Number four, gaslighting. I spoke about that. We've actually talked about this in other episodes as well. Um, but it is something they use to make you feel crazy. They'll say things like, oh, we talked about that when you never did. Um, and I do remember confronting someone on something that she did. She did. I even had someone else listening on the other end because I did not feel comfortable talking to her on my own. She had been gaslighting many times prior to when, to me confronting her. So I called her out and she blatantly lied in a way that I knew she was trying to make me seem crazy or that my perception was altered. I know right, I knew right then that, yeah, everything I assumed was real and I had to leave. But that is, that's, you know, just when somebody tries to make you feel like your perception is off, they constantly go out of their way to make it seem like your reality is not, you know, is not reality or what you're seeing is not real. That's gaslighting. Um, I always wonder why people do stuff like that. Like, is it a control? It's a control thing, but it's, it always stems from a deep rooted issue. Why are you so controlling? You see what I mean? What do you feel like you've lost control of that? You feel the need to have to control everyone outside of you. Yeah. Trying to control the narrative. Yeah. So But also remember that in an instance where you realize that it's best that you have to gather up your strength and everything and walk away, know that there's a difference between the silent treatment and no contact. So the silent treatment is used as a manipulating tactic to control or punish somebody. And this is is something that narcissists use all the time. They use the silent treatment and they use that as a way to control or punish. But the no contact is a way to protect yourself and recover from a toxic event. So if you're doing no contact, that means no contact. If, and this is, you know, this is with, if it's your spouse, unfortunately, if it gets to a point where like, okay, for example, my friend, 
she is staying at her mom's now and her husband is needing to have the time to himself to deal with what he's going through. She has to do no contact because the more contact that he gets from her, the more that it's going to be um, mixed messages, Mm -hmm. things like that. She has to do no contact. And I told her that you have to, you have to do no contact for right now. Let him deal with what he's dealing with right now um, because he has to deal with that on his own first before you guys can deal with that together. And, but no contact is no social media, no phone calls, no, um, and they tend to, you know, a narcissist will go through withdrawals, like, you know, like, oh my God, I gotta see what happened. What did I do? You know, they'll try to get through other people to get to you. You know, they'll try to get through social media. They'll try to talk to mutual friends, people that you know still talk to you or are communicating with you. They'll try to send messages through things like that. Um, and you you just have to be firm and no contact. Just no, just walking away from the situation and no um, phone calls, no social media, no nothing. And yep. But anyway. How do you, like, I, I feel like a lot of people have some narcissistic ways, but they may not have all the characteristics okay. of a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and you, you know, you could be listening to the podcast and be like, okay, that box is checked, that box is checked. Oh, this is a narcissist. And that's why I said it has to have a medical diagnosis. Okay. So you could, we all, we all have toxic traits. You know, we all have toxic, to, some type of toxic trait on a level um we all mostly can manage it you know what i'm saying you Mm -hmm. a toxic trait can be gossiping sitting around gossiping you just toxic as hell Mm -hmm. and you can say you know what i'm not gonna talk about her today you know what i mean like you can manage it um so there are some narcissistic traits and characteristics but the problem is that they really don't see what they're doing is wrong Mm -hmm. You know, so it, there has to be a medical diagnosis and it has to be more than just one or two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so one other, another one is, for example, setting strong barriers. Um, a narcissist, whether they're overt or covert, hates to be ignored. They'll do things like pop up at your house unannounced and they'll say, um, I bought you something nice, uh-huh. thinking that... I know you're mad at me that I popped up unannounced, but I don't care because you should be happy that I bought you something nice. That'll, that'll forgive, you know, that'll be the forgiving factor. So they don't care about the fact that I popped up at your house. You know what I mean? So this is somebody that's actually got a diagnosed psychiatric disorder that makes them need something from you. They need your attention. Yeah. And so there are people that may have, Um, Another one could be making unilateral decisions. If you're in a relationship and your partner just, I'm going to invite everybody over at the house and never even spoke to you about it. You know what I mean? They're, they're crossing barriers, but so you have some people that do that, right? And what'll happen is they'll talk, their partner will say, Hey, I don't like when you do this. Can we, you know, talk about it? So now you talk to them, you compromise. Okay. I got to ask, you know, I got to ask my partner first. So see what I mean? Mm-hmm. They did that. They crossed over barriers. That doesn't make them a narcissist. It was just a one. That was, you know, the, you could do one of these things. You could do gaslighting, not even realize you're doing it. And then you realize, 
you know what? I do do that. Let me stop. Let me change that. You know what I'm saying? That's having self-awareness. No, the narcissist does not believe that they did anything wrong. They are the, they're now the victim, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, but there's definitely something that needs to be addressed there. So that was number five, having strong barriers. You want to make sure that you have some strong barriers, but number six, the last one is to slowly close down those barriers of communication. If you're dealing with a narcissist, the best thing you can do for yourself um, is to get them out of your life. Now, again, like I said, it's hard if it's your partner, that's where you want to definitely go further and get into therapy, you know, couples counseling, get into therapy, and you want to do it um, individually and together. But if this is like a, a cousin or a friend, that one negative narcissistic friend or that, you know, whatever, the best thing you want to do is to get them out of your life. Um, I wonder how you get to be covert versus just being narcissistic, you know, like how, how do you quietly start being quiet about it is it just um it's I think that it plays more on your who you are so some people are extroverts Mm -hmm. you know and they they can be um they can have the extroverted or the extrovert characteristic and be and socialize and it's just normal for them to do it but because they are narcissistic now it's become grand you know it's extreme then you have those that are introverted introverted but, are, but still but they're still them. they're thinking you know this bitch you know some <laughs> or they're still thinking you know I'm better than you or I'm you know um just just the same characteristics that a narcissistic you know they still want to be admired they still want to be they have the center of attention but they're doing it in subtle ways they're able to manipulate everybody around them. So if they, if it's somebody that is, they weren't able to manipulate and that person, you know, leaves or something like that, or that person, you know, decides I'm gonna walk away from you. They are able to manipulate everyone around them to thinking that that person did them wrong. Oh, I'm now I'm the victim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so the same thing, like if you're in a relationship and you've got, you know, friends, mutual friends, and the person decides, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave, you know, for the weekend. I'm staying at my mom's house. I don't want to talk to you. And they cut off contact. Now the one that is still at home is, oh my God, why did they leave me? Oh, what did I do wrong? What? And now everyone's coming to them and that person in their rescue. Oh, why are you, you know, you should, you know, you'll be okay. It'll be okay. You know, and then they're going to the person that left and, dogging them out and saying things, you know, karma's going to come get you, you know, just random shit. And so it's like when that, when in reality, the one that has left is doing no contact and is trying to stay, um, keep that barrier from the narcissist. So it goes deep. It gets deep. But anyway, this is a lot of people don't know about the traits or about being a covert narcissist. They know everybody can spot the loud narcissist in the room. So when I'm at work and I don't want to do something that somebody asked me to do in my mind, I go, bitch, every time. Is that (laughs) narcissism? No, that's not. No, not like that because (laughs) it's not as simple as that. 
Okay. You see what I mean? Like everybody don't feel like doing shit for a coworker. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna. I don't feel like doing this. But it's where they. Um, it's more things to it. So they're trying to demean the person now. Then they're trying to manipulate everybody into, look, see, she can't do it. I always got to do her work for her. You know, just things like that, you know. So it's more into it, but yeah. (laughs) But I heard, I had just learned about it too. Um, Not long ago, I heard about somebody saying it and there was actually a book about it. I think it's called uh, Covert, Uh, but y'all can look that up. Yeah, I be talking shit about people in my head all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that's like I said, we all have toxic traits. We but just, I don't act on it. Yeah, we we know how to, you know. But I be talking shit. <laughs> most people know how to manage it. They know how to, you know, whatever. But you have those that where it becomes a medical diagnosis mm-hmm. that they are trying to. It's like a high they get. It's yeah. like a crack fiend. Their high is from getting that attention that they get from doing little shitty things yeah and being shitty in general so if you um if you don't know anyone that is like this you may be fortunate or it may be you you want to do some (laughs) self-awareness but if it's your partner definitely you know go into try to find some therapy some counseling um if it's just a friend you know a friend or a close relative co-worker neighbor whatever you know definitely you can i mean the no contact you can easily do but definitely want to try to be aware of the signs the characteristics of it and make sure that you take care of yourself first you got anything else you want to say babe no that was good Okay. Don't get caught up or manipulated. That's right. And I don't care nothing about this narcissistic shit, but you know, somebody <laughs> does. And I hope you got what you needed out of this episode. Yeah. Just Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Like Wear I said, your mask. we try to just throw these out there and y'all can do the research on your own if you feel like it. Social distance. Mm-hmm. All right. We will come back next week. Y'all have a good rest of the week. Bye. Bye.